0: Yeah! Hello welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. Whether you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, or on iHeartRadio, we thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Seas, and I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy?
1: All right, all right, woo! Bo Seas, here we go, week 17, and man, is it fucking ugly. But my friend... Not all things that are ugly lack value, and there's tremendous, tremendous value and opportunity here this week. Kind of reminds me, and we've all met a girl like this in our past, reminds me of a chick who is absolutely butt-fucking ugly, but has a body to die for, like 10 out of 10 level body, so lots of value uh-huh. and opportunity there. Uh, you just got to close your eyes. Turn off the lights <laughs> and grab that value by the handfuls. We're gonna be there for you this week to turn out those lights so we can plow away at that perfect tin with a doo doo face. Now, whether you are here for the funny It's a quest for fun. I'm gonna have fun and you're gonna have fun.
0: We're all gonna have so much fucking fun we'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles.
1: You'll be whistling symphony doo out of your assholes. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. My apologies, Mr. President, I'll do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator.
0: I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come
1: in. That's right, Adam Center. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com and hit us up for those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill. By now, we will make you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Both Cephas will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money! Now, since we are that good and people do love us, we have an additional YouTube show in collaboration with 105.3, The Fan in Dallas, called The Degenerate, with world famous RJ Choppy.
0: Murray, and against Sana, left side, swings this one, Holloway for three, and I set fire to the red. As poor as oh touch your face.
1: <laughs> now, with all that business out of the way, welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast, Bo Cephas, as always, here on the sports patio, we got the TVs going. We got the beer heavily flowing today, and right now it's everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show, my friend, tell the people all about your horrible fucking disgusting choice of the week
0: well thank you very much sir sir tonight I am drinking a Sam Adams winter lager Sam Adams brewery in Mm. Boston Massachusetts really good beer 3.25 stars out of 5 and it reminded me uh, Longhorn you know New Years is the time for rebirth renewal right it's right after the winter solstice the longest night that brings the brightest day all that poetic bullshit Sure. but you know what uh you and I are, uh, you know, we're doing some transitioning right now, right? Some transitioning. Go easy. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, sometimes when you go through things like that, you take a step backwards to take a step forward. I think it's going to make us better handicappers going <laughs> forward. And uh, you know what? <laughs> also, I think that, you know, our personal little cuddling life gets a whole lot less complicated here on the patio. And that's good because that blanket you got on over there looks pretty warm, sir. And it is cold out here.
1: Yeah, I literally have no idea what you're talking about, and you know if that's your subtle way of hint, hint, I need to come out of the closet. And buddy, I mean, just say it. Like everybody's gonna understand. And to be quite honest, we've all known anyway. So just do it, man. Come on out. Bust out of that thing. All right, boys and girls, we're to the podcast. We're going to give you some free picks. We're
0: going to go over the good, the bad, and they argue. I got kidding me. And we're going to go over the NFL in the air tonight. But right now, baby, it is time to get you paid with that college. Free pick of the week. Longhorn, we have been absolutely on fire this bowl season, baby. We got another mm-hmm. winner going right now in Cincinnati. But this pick is going to be NC State. The Wolfpack, plus two and a half. Versus Kentucky, this matchup is a straight up power ranking play for us. I have no idea longer on how we're getting the better team by a pretty significant margin and points, but we'll fucking take it, baby. Uh, Kentucky is getting a little bit overvalued here in the public because their four or four of their losses have become against ranked teams, but that's a little bit of fool's goal, because one of those ranked teams was uh, Tennessee, when they were ranked 14th at the time, and after Kentucky destroyed them, I don't know that Tennessee won another football game as they played bandy and they barely won that one. Uh, NC State, on the other hand, has knocked off or uh, played Miami down to the last second. They beat a very good Wake Forest team, and they beat a very good Pittsburgh team. So they've actually played some competition, and won everybody that Kentucky's played been worth a damn. They have lost, including to or except for Tennessee. And NC State beat the Liberty Biberties who just went and beat Coastal Carolina in a fantastic ball game. I'm telling you, this one feels like stealing, baby. Let's go Wolfpack.
1: Yeah, and let's not forget that, you know, Philip Rivers went to NC State and he has like 19 kids. So I look forward to the next uh, 50 years of NC State quarterbacks being named, <laughs> being with the last name Rivers. That's going to be awesome.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. All right, boys and girls, enough. We got you paid. We got to get paid to do that. It's this week's sponsor. This week's sponsor is BetAnySports.eu. I said, Bet. Hey! Sports.eu is the only place to go for. Uh, all sports as the name suggests. They've got poker. They got full casino games. They got odds up on whether Longhorn Wheeler will not share that warm blanket with me. They got reduced juice, minus 105 in most situations, the same day payouts. They welcome Bitcoin. They have the widest selections of props, parlays, and teasers on the internet. People. Go to betanyesports.eu. Put in code word gloryhole. You get a 35% sign-up bonus. What does that mean? means you deposit $1,000. You get back $1,350. You take their money with our picks. You're winning money on top of money on top of fucking money, baby. It's betanyesports.eu. One more time, bet. Hey! Sports.eu code word gloryhole. And now it's time for
1: the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just... FUCKING GREAT! THAT'S JUST FUCKING GREAT! The bad. Is this bad?
0: Is this bad? Well, that's fucking not good. And the ARE YOU FUCKING KIDDING ME? Are you fucking kidding me? ARE YOU FUCKING KIDDING ME? God damn it, are you fucking with me? Alright, boys and girls, and as always, we start with the good, and the good last week was fucking... HUS, baby! Yeah, Six and one, five fucking units rolling like a championship team come playoff time, baby. We are a fucking well-o-machine, and it's time to fucking roll.
1: It's almost like someone called this last week on the podcast saying that the last month of our season was going to be our best, and we were going to catch those plus 20 units. They're coming, baby. They're coming. Train's
0: rolling, but now we got to move on to the bad, and the bad was our only loss last week. Uh, New England plus seven. Uh, you know, I've kind of been preaching since before the year that Bill didn't mean as much without Tom. Evidence of that was my last, or my two best bets was over nine and a half in Tampa Bay and under nine and a half in New England. Uh, but you know what? I still got sucked into the Belichick yeah. ATS bullshit this week or this last week. We both did. I mean, yeah, at this point, I think we're done with that, right? Where were you at?
1: Huh? Stupid? I mean, why why did you let us
0: take that? I know. Yeah. Alright, all right, we're moving on to the are you fucking... Kidding? And this week, that was also us. Uh, because we told our clients, hey, take Washington unless Smith doesn't play. And if he doesn't, cancel the pick. So wait until the announcement is made and don't make the pick. First of all, we've never done that in the history of FGA. We've never put a disclaimer on a pick for no. due to one person's injury, ever. Because if we... Like I could pick that much. It really doesn't matter who the backup quarterback is. We've kind of already figured that into that it might be a possibility. So we've never done something. We did it, and we were right. But yet we didn't have the foresight to just say, hey, if we hate it this much without him, why aren't we betting fucking Carolina? Why would we not just take the best road dog ATS in the history of one fucking season of the NFL? Now you know what? Because we're fucking dumb. We're dumb.
1: Yeah, that was another again I blame you. I don't know where you're at. Man. <laughs> I, you gotta, I need you to do better. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> Alright, boys and girls, it's time you've all been waiting for. It's time for us to go over maybe not all, but most of those wins coming in the
1: air tonight, baby. <laughs>
0: And Longhorn, we're going to start up in Indianapolis, where those Jacksonville Jaguars come calling. My Jags are catching 14 on the road. That's so
1: funny. It's the only game I didn't write anything on, so um, because I just couldn't force myself to do the work on the game like this. So I'll throw it back to you. This is the only one I don't have anything on. Uh, I, <laughs> I mean, Indy needs to win, right? What's the motivation here? Yeah, Indy has to win. Right. To win. So, I mean, what do you... I mean... So, we'll just put
0: this out there right now. Some of these games we're not going to have much on. We're just going to go through it. It's going to be a little, a lot less in depth because some of them, the motivation is just too hard to judge, and it, we'll also put the disclaimer up front. There's going to be a lot of moving parts in this game, people yeah. sitting that we don't know about yet. We're trying <laughs> to cover everybody that is sitting right now, but in this game, I'll just throw that trend out there, and it'll be a repeating trend throughout the episode. Last two years teams that have to win to get in versus teams that really don't shouldn't give a shit the teams that have to win, win to get in four and six ats 40 That's is exactly what that situation is so if you're going to bet this one at all you pretty much got to bet jacksonville however dj chart just announced about 30 minutes ago he will not play uh for jacksonville i don't know at this point how much that matters but again indy's probably not going to have any motivation to cover
1: that margin they just got a fucking win yeah, that, that trend is just that trend is counterintuitive, but it just tells you that the that they're factoring too much of the there's over factoring of the motivation in those lines. That's
0: that's what it is. It's the market gets overvalued just because you oh we gotta win. We gotta well they try to win every fucking week. <laughs> like it's not they never go out and say, Ah, let's not try to win today. All right? So it gets overvalued because it's it's winner winner go home. That's why. Alright. All right, so moving on from that game, we're gonna go to Chicago with those bears. Or four and a half point home dogs, the Green
1: Bay Packers. Four and a half now, man. That that sucker's on the move. Um, another another disclaimer before we really get going. I a lot of these write ups I've done. I do them throughout the week, and unlike the the rest of the year, you know, these some of these some of these write ups are just not valid anymore because things have changed so much in this last week with people not playing, people just you know, just things changing. So as I'm going through them, if, you know, there's some things that have changed, um, you know, it's just, I'll try to catch it as I'm going. But it, again, I wrote some of these, you know, a couple days ago. So, but this game in particular here, this is definitely one of the games of the week. This is a double motivation, max motivation on both sides. Chicago needs the game to get in and Green Bay of course needs this game to get the, the one seed and that only buy the only one by on each side. So So, Max Motivation, the tickets are coming in uh, for Green Bay, but the money's on Chicago. So, that's a little scary to me. Um, The Bears are suddenly, you know, becoming a really good running team. Not sure where that came from, but what that's done is that's opened up the rollouts and the short passing attack for their shitty quarterback Mitch Trubisky, and he is still shitty. Nothing has changed with him. <laughs> I, know, I know he's playing better now, but he's just like any other marginal starting quarterback. If you give him a running game, give him a decent defense, he's gonna look okay. Um, you know, now the Bears have been feasting on some of the worst defenses uh, as of late on this run that they've been on. So, you know, you can't go too crazy with that. Um, but then. Again, saying that Green Bay is not a great defense e- either. Um, so, the, But the last four opponents that Chicago has played um, in reverse order um, uh, is Jacksonville, Minnesota, Houston, and Detroit. Again, can you find four worse defenses in the NFL? And they're averaging 35 points in those four games. But again, it's against some, against some of the worst. Um, everything here points to Chicago. Uh, uh, you know, the money coming in on them the line dropping the steams going their way Uh, but i'm i just can't do it i'm gonna side with the public here green bay's won five straight with an average margin of 14.2 points including a 41 to 25 win over this very chicago team um you know i might regret it but i will lean to the mvp in green bay here
0: yeah uh the money's definitely coming in on chicago i mean the art. our algorithms point to Chicago on this one as well, just because of the right. overall efficiency data. Um but I think it's one of those moments where Aaron Rodgers is not going to I mean, I think Green Bay wins the game, period. And if they're gonna win the game, then you have to ask yourself at the end, like what is Chicago's motivation? Like are they really gonna stay in it when it looks like they're gonna lose? You know what I mean? Like that that's where I think I'm at with the game. And Green Bay overall, 15th DVOA defense. Those teams you mentioned, 30, 32nd, 31st, 30th, and I forget who the fourth team was, but that was three of the four, Houston, oh Jackson, Detroit. Oh, my God. So dead-ass last in efficiency and defense
1: uh, for those three of the four. I, what was the fourth team? What were those teams? It was Jacksonville, Houston, um, Detroit, and, uh, oh, my God. I already deleted it, so I don't know. So, that's thirty. That's
0: 32nd, 31st, and 30th, right there. That's so, terrible. to your point, that's fool's gold coming from Chicago. And Green Bay is just Minnesota. slightly... Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's 18th, so slightly below oh. average. And Green Bay is slightly above average. So, but yeah. the scary thing about Mitchie is, you know, he is dumb-faced and he's not very good. But you know what? I shouldn't say this, but... You know, sometimes even in the Special Olympics, you do get in a groove, like you see this kid's getting a groove and oh, yeah. so yeah. I think he's he's in his special Olympic groove his special Olympic quarterback
1: groove right now. Uh-huh. But they don't they don't give out special Olympic Super Bowl trophies though. So No at least not that I'm aware of. And if there is, we need to find it so we can bet on it. <laughs> and let's leave oh. it there before we get in trouble.
0: Alright, we're gonna move on. <laughs> we're <laughs> sorry guys it's week 17 we're trying to have some fun here all right moving on we're gonna go to new york where those football giants are taking on those dallas Hellas! and they're now consensus home one and a half
1: point dogs one and a half that talk about another fucking line move that's that's the story of the week in this uh for this week one of the but this by far this is one of the easiest calls of the week for me um, I hit the center on the cows last week and they paid off for me. But now it's time to go back to fading those cows. Um this is just what Dallas does. They build up hope, only to fuck it right off. Um You know, I, I hey, you know what? Week 17, hit that sounder, Bossevus. Let's take those Giants. I know I'll, I know I'll put them on probation. <laughs> For the last two <laughs> weeks, but I mean, if they're ever gonna, come, they're not making a playoff, so we might as well bring him off probation here in the last week. Actually, no, they, they make, do if they win. Yeah, they, I, win. I, they I, can. I stand corrected, they could make the playoffs. So, but regardless, the public's all over the Cowboys here. Um, cross your fingers that Daniel Jones can play like the running quarterback that he is, the dual threat quarterback that he is. Um, if he's not, if he is still a one threat passing quarterback, then this this sounder is toast. Forget about it. Throw in the trash. Wipe your ass with it. But if he can, if he can run and throw, they can get a lead. And then that defense isn't overexposed and has to stay on the field. Then they are going to win this game. I've got a. I, I wrote down this was two days ago. I have a heavy lean to New York because they were getting three. Uh, now it's down to one and a half. It's not a. It's not as big of a heavy lean, but I would still take them with that point point and a half. And I am predicting them to win this game.
0: Yeah, I like it. I like it for several reasons. Talk about scheduling. Uh, You know, the Giants have really, really struggled to score the football lately. But like you said, Daniel Jones, when he did play, has played like garbage. And that's because he's been immobile. And he's not good enough to stand in the pocket and read a defense, go through his progressions, and deliver the ball on time. Does he ever get there? I don't know. You know, I don't think so. But, you know. I never thought Josh Allen would do what he's doing, and he's fucking killing it. So, anything's possible. But their last three games, they play the Cardinals. Tenth-ranked uh, overall DVOA defense, they played Cleveland, which Cleveland is 24, so not very good. And then the Ravens, they are... Uh, where's Baltimore at? Ninth. Top third, yeah. Yeah, ninth. The Cowboys are 21st. So, this mm. is going to be... Other than the Browns, it's going to be the worst defense they've seen in quite some time. I think the Browns, that was the Colt-McCoy game, right?
1: Yeah, I believe that was Colt.
0: Yeah, because he, yeah. So, to yeah. me, that's that's the biggest rub here. And everybody thinks the Dallas defense is like, I've heard all the talk all week long is, oh, well, I guess Mike Nolan's going to keep his job. Mike Nolan's going to keep, like, why? 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 Just because you had a good run of getting turnovers? Like, I mean, the turnovers are mostly luck. Right, we know that as gamblers you don't coach I mean, turnovers. Now, people think that you can, but you really can't. Uh, they're mostly luck. They're random. Because if, if they if you could coach them, then the same team would get the same turnovers every fucking year, right? Because if you could coach things, you know, like being a good quarterback or running a good offense or having good de- you know good defenses are generally good defenses every year. They might not be exactly on the same numbers, but they're still good, right? All those years, the Bears had good defenses. They weren't number one every year, but they were top five, top ten. They were good every single year because they coached good defense. You cannot coach turnovers. It's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever fucking heard anybody say out loud. Oh, we coach turnovers, really?
1: They so all did, do. Yeah, I, mean, they I mean, all do yes, it, but it doesn't. It you know it yields no results, the yeah.
0: right? The one and then and then of course the year that you get lucky, which every team has this year, where they get all the turnovers. Like, oh, it's because coach so and so. Hasn't doing this practice. He hasn't doing that practice. Like you don't think thirty other, thirty one other fucking teams aren't doing the same thing? It's so fucking dumb. But I don't right. think the Cowboys. I think they've gotten. You know, they've played really, really well. And all, the thing that scares so Devils' after The thing that scares me about this pick is the fact that that offensive line, as maligned as it's been and it's beat up and as many backups to backups, has been in it It's been the same line now for a little over a month, about six weeks, pretty close to it since Martin went down. And they're really starting to gel. Like Andy's yeah, had time. They they're starting to run the ball again. And if they go up there and start running the ball and you can make it, you know, short passes for Andy, get the ball out of his hand on time. I I could see Dallas walking away with this one too. Of course. Of course. That's why it's a basically pick 'em game. You know? Yep. Absolutely. All right. All right, moving on. We're gonna go to Cleveland, where your Browns are taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they are nine
1: point home favorites. Nine points here. Interesting game, and I already know that we're on kind of opposite sides. I did write this handicap a couple days ago, so, you know. But I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. Um, Tomlin is choosing to sit his players here in week 17 because they did not get a true bye in the regular season. And, um, look, I I, underst- I do understand his thinking here, and i I would probably lean the same way in that in the unique situation that he's been put in this season with what they've had to go through. Um, but let's not remember and let's remind people that the last time he rested players on week 17 was the year that they lost in the first round of the playoffs to Jacksonville uh, in that shootout game with Blake Bortles and Jacksonville went up to Pittsburgh and put up 40, like a 45 burger on their ass. Um, so, you know, there's some danger there in, in, in what he's doing, but again, I would probably do the same thing. Now, on the other side of the ball, Cleveland is getting uh, its its weapons back, its receivers back, um, and they need this win to get in. So it's absolute max motivation. Um, I do think I do think Pittsburgh will put up a fight in this game. I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be Cleveland running away with it. Um, but I do think eventually the talent will take over. No TJ Watt, no Haywood uh, on the defense, an already um, depleted defense from injuries. Uh, Fat Ben is out on a team that can't run the ball. And I'm going to lay the points with Cleveland on that max motivation. Now, I will say, because I know you like Pittsburgh, if if I was inclined to bet Pittsburgh, I think I would probably lean to the first half on Pittsburgh. And I don't know what that line is. If, if it's plus nine for the game, it's probably at least plus four and a half for the uh, first half. So, uh, you know, at in the fourth quarter it could get out of hand and, and a late, you know, attack on touchdown could could do you in. But you're I think you I think you're right. You will get max motivation at least for the first part of this game. So what do you got? I know you disagree.
0: Oh yeah. I love Pittsburgh in this game. Okay. So Pittsburgh, all things being equal, if everything everybody's playing yada yada yada, our model show Pittsburgh should be about a one to two point favorite, somewhere in that range. So if it's at nine, it was two. So that's been adjusted eleven points. So elite quarterbacks in this league are word between six and nine, depending on who they are and depending on who their backup is. Well, Big Ben's not elite. We can all agree on that, right? But he's still good, which means he's three to five. So even with the other players, you know, getting rest, you have to give. If you give Ben five, which is being generous, I think that's to the top of the range. That means Cleveland should be minus three, which it opened at Cleveland minus four. So maybe there, Vegas is still giving him the max of that range, right? The five points. It's been bet all. It got better all the way up to ten. It's back down to nine. It's just way too much movement. Uh, first of all. Second of all, if you look at what Tomlin does as a coach, the only thing he does better than anybody else, and like his only separator is he is a motivator, right? He's not an X's and O's guy. He's not a defensive guru. He's not an offensive guru. He calls no plays. He designs nothing. He is an excellent CEO of a company because he gets his guys fired up. And that's what separates him. And all coaches try. Most of them fail miserably because these are grown men making paychecks. They really don't want to hear your rah-rah shit. But for whatever reason, he connects with them. He owns that room and those players. And this is his favorite time. When it's them versus the world, when it's us versus everybody, nobody's given us a chance. Nobody thinks we can do it. That's when Tomlin is his very best. I mean, look at what he did last year. He went eight fucking games and would have been in the playoffs in this format with seven teams with duck fucking Hodges. Like, the dude can just get his guys to fucking play, and he don't give a shit who lines up out there. He's going to have a max motivated. I love Pittsburgh with this juicy number. And the other thing is, too, and we told you right here, we love the Jets last week, right? Because mm-hmm. Baker Baker, I PP in my pants when the moment gets Big Maker. I mean, he had his second butt fumble of his career with the game on the line on a quarterback sneak. Like, when the moment gets big, that dude shrinks like a bitch.
1: Period. All right. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, it's... Now, I, I think that
0: I think that Cleveland, they got... I mean, they have to find a way to win this game. If they don't find a way to win this game, Baker might as well just pack his shit. I mean, straight up. But that number is just too big. It's, it's exactly what we talked about earlier. It's getting this situation getting way overvalued. And some of these players are getting a little bit overvalued, too. And I think Big Ben, at this point, is getting a little bit overvalued. Head-to-head. Head. All right. We're moving on. We're going to go to... Too many windows up. All right. We're going to uh, Houston. Houston with an H, Texas. they're hosting the Tennessee Titans. And Tennessee is a seven-and-a-half-point road favorite. Ooh,
1: that's a juicy, juicy number, baby. Uh... Look, in this game, and we will have to check it all the way until the end because I just don't trust uh, the reports that are going to come out until I actually see the players warming up on the field. Um, it's pretty simple for me. If Watson plays, I want the points. Uh, if Watson doesn't, if he's a late scratch, which honestly, if it was my team and my $40, 50000000 million quarterback... No fucking chance. No yeah, I, he chance would he not be playing because if he blows out his knee, well, you're fucked for next year. Um, so... But with that said, you know, a lot of times players play. So if he's out there, I want those seven and a half points because I know between him and J.J. Watt, you're going to get max effort. And the fact, and this is all, you know, this is outside of the numbers and has nothing to do with the, you know, the uh, the computer handicap, obviously. But when, a, when one of your leaders gives a speech calling out the players like J.J. Watt did last week, um, that, I mean, that could go either way. It could be like, fuck you old old white man I'm not gonna listen to you and I'm gonna quit even more or you know if they if they respect him which I don't know why they wouldn't you could get some max effort from from some of those players and, and they play their ass off uh, bottom line if those two are playing I love the number uh I could only lean to Houston
0: yep I'm with you uh one injury update on this so Tunzel has not practiced this week but I don't think that's a huge thing because Tennessee can't rush the passer anyway. That's true. And if you look at just the simple value, you look at the game where they played in Tennessee. Houston was a four and a half point dog in Tennessee. And since that time they played, I went back and looked at the power rankings. Uh, Tennessee's been upgraded by half a point in our power rankings since that game, and Houston has been downgraded a full point. So that would still make it six, but that's in Tennessee. This is at Houston, so it really makes it five. And then... That's still 2.5 point delta to... Uh, actually, make it 4, sorry. 3.5 point delta to the spread here. So you're getting, again, this is an overvalued situation. And this falls into that, that 60-40 split. Team that doesn't give a shit. Team that's got to win to get in. Or at least win to win the division. If they don't win, they need help. So that really is win to get in. So I love that number at 7.5. I know Houston's laid some fucking eggs, some bombs out there. There's no way they're going to want to go out Week 17 with that tape. Being the last tape with another shit performance, or at least they shouldn't. Now, nope. if they go out there and lay down again, then it is what it is. But I'm with you. I think if Watson plays, you can give me the points.
1: And don't bet this game until until before kickoff because if if Tunsil's out, and that'll be a you know he let's face it, if they were in the playoffs, he'd be playing. But if they sit him out, I mean, they could just say, you know what, fuck this. Let's pull Watson. Uh, yep. Tunsil's out. Pull Watson. So if you do like this game, don't bet it until you know for sure those players are playing. And they could he could start the game, and if he starts getting
0: beat up, yeah, they could pull him. Yeah, it's dangerous. All right, moving on to Carolina. Well, those Panthers are hosting the New Orleans Saints, and their six and a half point home dogs.
1: All right, let me. You are all over the place with your games. Let me go down here. Where to put game? <laughs> here it is. Okay, so oh, another easy one for me. Um, Carolina as a dog all year. We we've been riding this Carolina dog train, and it has fucking been working for us, babe. We have we have. I don't have the numbers, the breakdown, but Carolina's been one of our most profitable teams this year for sure. Um, look, it's last game of the last game of the year. Uh, New Orleans will be. Scoreboard watching, and uh, when I throw it to you, you can go over some of the scenarios uh, so we can break it down for the people. But they only have a 15% chance of making getting that first seed, anyways, going into the game. So, if at halftime when they do some scoreboard watching and that goes down to you know, <laughs> yeah, okay, it's pretty much like a two, three, four percent chance. I mean, I just don't see any way they put old man uh, Breeze out there to get any more exposed when there's nothing. To gain and even if even if new orleans were to play the whole game i would lean to carolina and those points if they do pull the starters at halftime which is what i think they're going to do uh carolina obviously will keep pushing keep playing and not only do i think they get in the back door i actually think carolina wins this game so hit that sounder on carolina let's uh it's gonna it ain't gonna be pretty they're probably gonna they're probably gonna Fall behind by ten points, and then you know maybe win the game by ten points. It's gonna be a real weird game, but let's go, Teddy Two Gloves. Let's get it, man. Big sounder out
0: there, big boy sounder. Uh, That's yeah. Right. So some scenarios here: Packers win, they get the number one seed automatically. Uh, the Saint. So the Saints need Green Bay to lose, and they need Seattle to win. So in other words, what my buddy's trying to tell you is they need to hit a three-game parlay. Right, which is six right. to one seven is it's three is four, so about yeah fourteen percent, little shade under fifteen percent, somewhere around in there, probability odds of happening. So that's what they that's what they need to happen, and then the uh, Seattle Seahawks can also win the number one seed if they hit their three team parlay and the Pack and the Saints both go down and they win. So all three teams are still alive for that number one seed. However. Obviously, the most likely and easiest road is Packers win. That's straight up one game. They only charge you 10 cents to play those most times. So, yeah, that's the most likely scenario. So, if they will be scoreboard watching. And if Seattle's losing big, Green Bay's winning big, and they're all playing at the same time at halftime, I think you're right. I think uh, we turn back to uh, the great white hype and uh, your boy from BYU and see what he can do
1: out there. Uh, Oh, or Jameis. I mean, like. They need they need Taysom Hill in the playoffs, so I don't think they're going to risk him either.
0: You know what? That's a great call. Might, yeah. might see Jameis in a uniform this week. There you go. All right, moving on. Uh, we got the New England Patriots host. I think this might be my new favorite team in the
1: NFL. J
0: E T S Jets Jets Jets. Yes!
1: And the three-point home favorite. You know I know that. Jets fans, and this before I even get to the handicap, I know Jets fans are pissed. I know they're, <laughs> I know they're on suicide watch, and they're not going to get Goldilocks and everything's. Look, things have a way of working out in, in scenarios like this. Like, the, and actually, the latest the latest uh, mock that I saw had Zach Wilson going to New York, which which I don't like that at all because he's kind of small, mm-hmm. and I don't know if his arm big enough for that for that stadium and that town, but. You have options, man. You're going to have the second pick in the draft. You can trade down. You can keep Darnold. You can trade Darnold. You could, there's all kinds of shit you can do. So it's not over. Like, you're not... You're fucking France... Look, there's 31 other franchises that aren't going to have fucking Goldilocks, Trevor Lawrence, okay? They're all... Everybody's going to survive. They're going to be all right. It's not the end of the world. Um, so, look, why wouldn't I take the Jets here? I mean, you don't think they want to join in on the party of kicking the bully while they're down? Like, New England literally cannot move the ball on offense. And when they do manage to putt-putt their way down the field, it's on the ground. And remind me, Bo what are the Jets good at stopping? That would be the run, sir. That would be the run. Uh, So, look, New York has nothing to lose, nothing to win, I guess, however you want to say it. They're already locked into the second draft slot, like I said, so fuck it. Hit that sounder, buddy. Let's do it. Let's go sounder crazy this week. Jets pull an Ezel and kick Debo when he's down. Take the points. Play play the money line. Lucky for you. We steal. We don't kill. And in this scenario, this feels like stealing money. Let's go Jets.
0: Yeah, let's go Jets, baby. Let's finish the season strong. Uh, They've won two out of their last three games. Just fucking rolling. I mean, you know, they're just rolling now. Uh We talked about this game earlier in the week, and I was kind of off of it because of the announcement that Gase was definitely getting fired on Monday, but, you know, you kind of said something that made sense to me, like, they've known that for some time, it really doesn't matter, and these Mm -hmm. players now are going to be under a new regime, so they've got to put good tape out. They have to. And if you look, and there's a lot of younger guys on the Jets, but if you look at New England side, you know, they got a lot of veterans. Cam's a veteran, you know, they've been through the wars, been through the battles, Veteran teams tend to quit easier in Week 17 because they've already got their vacation plan. They've got to, you know, worry about the kids in school. They've got family shit to deal with. Like, they've got a wife that, you know, they had not seen much of. It. Like, they've got shit to do. These young guys, you know, they're they're still, they're still out there trying to play. They're still worried about making money going forward. Like, there's a lot of motivation on the Jets side. And for Darnold, if nothing else, you've got to keep putting out tape just to show somebody, like, if they cut me, you know, I'm ready to go for somebody else. Which... I hope for that kid's sake he gets the hell out of that town, or that they actually hire a good coach this time. We'll see. I don't know.
1: Man, Smokey, I ain't the smartest man in the world, but from over here, it look like you taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Speaking of taking a shit, let's go to Detroit. Uh, oh man. And uh, my buddies Lions, man, they're just they're trying to get to the finish line, and they're hosting the Minnesota Vikings, and they are six and a half point home dogs. Uh,
1: let's see i'm kind of scanning my my right up here because i this is the first one i did so this was probably three or four days ago blah, blah, blah. yeah yeah nothing's changed detroit still sucks and they don't give a fuck um detroit is already on vacation they left for vacation last week uh nobody showed up to that game versus tampa bay they were all in mexico not sure who that was on the field last week um I don't see anything different in this fucking game at all. Minnesota has a loaded offense and would love nothing more to just fucking drop a 40 burger, call it a season, call it a fucked up season, get the, and get the hell out of here. Um, you know, in a, in a shitty season, when things don't go your way, nothing feels better than kicking a piece of shit team on the way out and, you know, <laughs> pad, pad some stats, you know, start the offseason party on a good note. Um, you know, of course, it's too many points to lay by the computers, but that doesn't matter in Week 17. Just like last week, laying 12 points um, against Tampa Bay was too many points, and they won by like 100. So, yeah, give me Minnesota here.
0: Yep, I'm with you 100%. Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer are professional, professionals, and they're going to want to go into the offseason with a buttoned-up easy win over Detroit, and that's what they're going to go get. Now, Dalvin Cook is out. Don't care. He, he is out. I don't care either. I think – Minnesota is going to throw for 450 yards and Kirk Cousins is going to go have a <laughs> fucking field day. So yeah, go. go Vikings. All right, moving on. Speaking of those Tompa Brady Buccaneers, they are hosting the Atlanta Falcons. And for some goddamn reason, they're seven point home favorites.
1: Yeah. And look, I've been on Atlanta since they fired the head coach and they've done me very well. And I, ah, uh, this is so hard. Look, I'm not going to jump off now. Just, just call it, call it loyalty, call it whatever you want to call it. Um, this defense for Atlanta is so damn aggressive and opportunist opportunistic. uh, And it's been that way for the last six or seven weeks. They love the new coach. Um, I would love to see him go ahead and get that job to be quite honest with you. They're going to have a very high draft pick. You know that you could do a lot worse than having a coach that the players play hard for you and believe in you. So, um, you know, Remind me, Bo Sibis, you're my motivation guy here. What does Tampa Bay have to what, – what are they playing for? Not a goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I okay, so I no choice. I've got to continue to roll with those fighting Falcons. I have I see no reason why they would quit. They're already going to have, like I said, a top, top, top draft pick. So, yeah, give me the Falcons and the points. Man,
0: I am 100% with you. The only thing that scares me is Vegas very rarely gets fooled. And we talked about we kind of went back and forth a little bit last week on the Tampa Bay game because I thought that, you know, this isn't Brady or this isn't Belichick anymore, and Brady will sit because Aaron's gonna tell him you're gonna sit out, and he did. He didn't play a single snap in the second half, and it didn't end up mattering. They still covered the spread by like you said, a million points. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he's gonna do the same thing. But then why would it be seven? That's what I keep like. Why are we laying seven against a team like you said that's shown nothing but fight? Now their offense has been pretty. Putrid lately and and julio's still not gonna play or probably not gonna play so i guess they're thinking that i guess the thinking is atlanta's not gonna score the ball but i mean they scored the ball in the first game and if tom's not gonna play the whole game which i don't think I, he will like why I are don't we know. laying seven i have not know and but like i said vegas doesn't get fooled i know so i, I, I don't know i, 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 I don't mean, know where this number's coming from i really don't yeah well i mean
1: but i'm with you I'm I'm just I'm just confused. If they have nothing to gain, then it's really just a let's get a little just like a preseason game. Let's get let's right. get a half of work, you know, and, and pack it up. I mean, I just
0: exactly I can't. So here's what I'll say then: if you want to take the Falcons for the game, that's fine. But kind of like you said in the other game, you might look to play Tampa probably minus three, three and a half per in cell. the first half. Yeah, I agree. And then Atlanta for the
1: game, and then of course Atlanta in the second half. Uh, I agree be... because not not only because of the sit down factor, but also because the last time these two teams played, which was only two weeks ago, um, Tampa Bay threw the fucking first half game plan out the out the window and said, "Let's fucking air it out against this team because they can't stop it," and they had that massive comeback. Uh, and my guess is they'll start the game like that and surely cover the three-and-a-half, four points. You probably need to lay that first half. So, yeah, if you want to take Tampa, the safer bet is, of course, first half. But for full game, I am going to lean to the Falcons. Yep,
0: I'm with you. All right, moving on. Cincinnati Bengals. They're just another team. Just please, God, get us the fuck out of here. They're hosting Baltimore, and they're 12-and-a-half point home dogs.
1: All right. I, for some reason, I do have a write-up on this. I don't imagine why I would um, – <laughs> so, Baltimore is win and get in, correct, Vosivas? Yes, sir. Yeah, this is it's. Uh, this this is a square play for me, but I am going to take Baltimore and lay that huge, huge, disgusting number. Um, God, since he's won two games in a row, huh? Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh and Houston. Yep. I mean, it, is this really a team that can go? And, I mean, they're not going to win this game. But can they – at some point, let's put it this way, a shitty team that we know is shitty, that's won two in a row, I mean, the bottom's about to fall out, and they're going against the schoolyard bullies who has no problem, no problem running up that score. I mean, don't be surprised if you see Jackson never come out of this game. I mean, he, those hardballs love to run it up. Um, so I, I think the back door becomes – something that won't happen because they there won't be an opportunity to do it. You know, hopefully, hopefully they're up enough to where if they do pull the starters, maybe they're up 21 points plus, and it won't matter if, they, if since he gets a late touchdown. But, yeah, I'm going to take the schoolyard bullies here. I'm going to I'm gonna go with the public, which I hate doing. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to lean Baltimore.
0: Yeah, so we've been saying this uh, for the last few weeks, that Baltimore, these big numbers they've had against a couple of these just shit-ass teams that, that's the team you lay the you lay the lumber with because once they get a position where they can do it, they do it. Uh, and with Cincinnati, on the other hand, yeah, they've won you know two in a row or whatever. But we've been talking about motivation. Well, they do have motivation to not win this game because they don't need to fall any further in the draft, right? They were they're already out of the number two spot because now I mean, they weren't worried about a quarterback. But now you're starting after those first two spots, no guaranteed quarterbacks anymore. You miss out of that left tackle. Now you start to fuck yourself. And not only are they motivated not to particularly win the game, nobody's gonna blame Cincinnati. It will not look like a choke job, will not look like a tank job. Nobody's gonna bat an eye if they go out there and get fucking rolled 35 to nothing in week 17 versus a team that's going to the playoffs. Nobody would say shit. So they can literally go out there, give their max effort, that's fine, but the coaches cannot put together the best game plan, and they can just lose and get their asses kicked, and nobody's gonna say anything. So, best case scenario for Cincinnati. Baltimore can just roll it out.
1: I just real quick on that, I just pulled up the uh, Tankathon draft draft stuff, and right now they've got the fifth slot, um, just behind Atlanta, and they and then this one they've got the Pene Sewell, the offensive tackle from Oregon, going third yeah. to to Miami. Which, I mean, I don't think Miami would do that, honestly. Uh, so maybe he could fall to five. But you're right. You know they can't afford to slip any further, and if they want to get, because you're right, there are no that the only other good, you know, offensive linemen, The next one taken is at 12, um, so yeah, they they need to stick around to this top so they can have an even shot to get to get that tackle that they want. God, Houston's so fucking dumb, oh my God. so dumb.
0: God, yep. All right, moving on. We go to Buffalo with those Bills, those AFC East champion Buffalo Bills are hosting those Miami Dolphins, and they're laying three points at home.
1: Yeah, and this one's gone back and forth because you've got, I mean, it's been news all over the week. So my, my write-up is, is worthless right now. So let, we can just spit ball back and forth a little bit. So um, as of right now, Fitzpatrick is starting, correct? Or, I'm sorry, um, Tua is starting and Fitzpatrick has the China flu? Fitzpatrick has the China flu. Okay, so, question. Um, how does Fitzpatrick have the f- China flu, but no other quarterback on their team has, has been exposed? Like, I don't trust this game at all. Um, now, Miami needs this game to get in, correct? It's a must win. Must win. They got a win so, to get in. Right, so the scenario here is because you remember what happened to Denver about a month ago. They got the whole fucking quarterback room got sat down. Are they? I mean, they have to continuously test Tua all the way up to game time, right? And then and does my question, I guess, to you is, does the NFL have the balls to, in a must-win game for Miami, to tell Tua, you know, uh, protocol, you got to sit? I mean, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that they do, um, but it's real suspicious and shitty that in Denver, I don't I don't even think any of the quarterbacks actually got the uh,
1: COVID virus, and they all was, couldn't play. It was that contact tracing, right? Right, and none so of them you, could play. But yeah, none so of them you're had telling me it. Tua hasn't contact traced with freaking Fitzpatrick. There has not been a word said about it. It's the most right.
0: insane thing. And it just the hypocrisy and the bullshit that's went on in this entire fucking season mm-hmm. over this virus and how and you know I'm gonna stop there. But you know it's it's just a bunch of hor- it's it's whatever rules they decide to play by or go with that week. And that's why they've been so vague on how they handle shit. That this is the, this is the exact scenario why. Because here's the other dirty little secret: if somebody from Kansas City contract chased Patrick Mahomes and it's fucking AFC Championship week. You think yeah. they're pulling him out of the game? Fuck, Bob, no, you're no. not going to
1: hear anything. So, I guess in this game, I—I I mean, I hate Tua. I—I—I I, I was on. We did a podcast. We do podcasts on the draft. He was my least favorite quarterback of the ones coming out. He's small, unathletic, and dumb. So I'm not sure exactly what you what you expect there. But with that said, he's he's not looked good with them with him in there. I'm leaning to Buffalo. Whether they pull starters late in the game or not, I don't give a shit. I'm going to take Buffalo if he's in there.
0: Yeah, I like Buffalo too. Uh, I don't know how long everybody will play, but for right now, I think Cole Beasley's probably going to be your only sit of people that, you know, really matter. Uh, And then after Allen goes down, I guess, is it Jake Fromm? Is that their backup? The rookie?
1: Let me tell you you everything I know about the Buffalo backup quarterback. (laughs) Nothing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, that that's the only thing. Like I think that, and we and we did. I think when I was doing the research about you know when to get in and ATS last year, you and no, it was two years ago. You and I had a pretty big disagreement on Chicago and Green Bay. I think it was one of them had to, or what was it, not Green Bay. It was Minnesota. Chicago was the division leader, and they could knock Minnesota out for the playoffs or. Chicago could let them win, let them get in, and I was under the mind that they're going to knock them the fuck out because it's a division opponent. They don't want to see them anymore. Or third time, they're just going to go out there and shit stomp them. And I think that that that, steer, that theory still holds true here. I don't think Buffalo wants anything to do with Miami being in the playoffs at all. So I think they can just eliminate them right here, and I think they probably do it. All right. All right. Moving on, we've got. Uh, a few games left here. So, Kansas City, the Chiefs, they're at home. They're hosting the Chargers, three-and-a-half-point home dogs.
1: Yeah, and I know we're on different sides here, so I'll throw it to you just to make it quick. Um, you know, for for some reason, the players for the Chargers love Anthony Lynn. I don't uh, – it kind of reminds me of when the Dallas Cowboy players loved old Uncle Wade and tried to, you know, <laughs> try to keep him around. Because, I mean, obviously – It's not fair, Jerry. He's a player's coach, obviously, Anthony Lynn. Um, So they are playing hard and trying to fight for his job and save his job. I certainly hope L.A. doesn't get fooled by this late-season surge. But with no motivation for Kansas City, I'm going to lean to the Chargers. Um, So I know you disagree. Take it away. No, I've actually flipped on this game. Oh, okay. The the only thing
0: that would scare me about laying three-and-a-half, though, is if the weather gets really shitty. I've never seen – you know the rookie play in that kind of weather so that'd be the only thing but i mean the kansas City's back chad henny has to play in that weather too and it's chad Henney. so i did like kansas city earlier in the week but then as the more i started digging into like they're just not as good a football team as everybody thinks they are and this is, could easily be a game they lose without Mahomes, so right. and not cover but yeah i don't love it either way all right, now we're going to move on to San Francisco. They're hosting the Seattle Seahawks, and they are six and a half point home dogs.
1: Yes, and in this game, Seattle—they uh, don't have anything to play for, correct? Is that like no? Very I little? mean, they—they
0: they got their three, they got their fourteen percent three-game parlay as well, but not a whole
1: lot. No. Okay, so they could be scoreboard watching at halftime as well. Um, look, the bottom line in this game for me is San Francisco has just been a better team than what the record will show all year long you know for that communist city of San Francisco the story of this team has been injuries and turnovers you know they have just been riddled with injuries and the turnovers the quarterbacks have just had they've had the the turnover problem all year long and you just cannot overcome those two things together um, especially when you've been kicked out of your home site by the uh you know the hitlers there in california so it's just too much for this team to overcome but with that said they're you know that all those all those adversities the injuries the turnovers and be kicked out of your your city there's been no quit there's no, no quit has set in for this san francisco team so i i've always respected shanahan as a coach this even though they're not good this year record wise this might be one of the more respectable coaching jobs that I've seen from him and should prove well going forward once they get all this straightened out. Um, they did respond to the quarterback change um, last week and I expect it to continue here versus a team with, you know, kind of half motivation, but not really in Seattle. So even though this what which number is the number's at right now? Six and a half. Okay, that's a good number. So you know what, I'm gonna take that number. I'm gonna take that number and take San Francisco here.
0: Yeah, I don't have anything on the game, but to your point, San Francisco not uh, being as bad as their record. So since week ten, they have legitimately been almost almost at exact zero in our power rankings, which is the definition of an average team. Which shows you that they're better than what their record is because if they're if they weren't, they'd be eight and eight, and they're right. not going to be eight and eight. So they have played better than their record. Uh, so you are absolutely right on that. All right, moving on. Those Denver Broncos are hosting our. Las vegas (laughs) raiders
1: and they are two and a half point home dogs yeah we've talked about this game and guess what since we talked about this game uh, a day or two ago nothing's changed for me i cannot stand betting and having to bet on drew lock um but but like we said this this is that is the side to take here um i do think that lock is starting his last game for denver here and I think, I think i'm dead serious i think he's I playing i think he's playing for a future starting job in the nfl so there is motivation for him he's got unless he's that dumb which is possible he has to feel the pressure and he has to hear the talk around town that um, let me look at my tank content yep trey lance is still still projected to go to denver at that 10th slot in the draft so he's not that dumb he can at least read i think um so <laughs> vegas you know vegas has a fucking terrible defense and after that crushing loss last week to miami you know that's kind of a season crusher right there my guess is that they have already packed their bags for cancun and this is a um you know get it over type trip to denver you know as much as i hate backing the pumpkin pie haircut of freak drew Locke, i will be taking denver you keep saying he's not that dumb, but that haircut says differently.
0: I'll say yeah. that. But Agreed. I am 100% with you. I This is probably my favorite game of the entire week. Uh, huge value here. So Denver at home, plus 2.5. They were plus 2.5 in Las Vegas in week 10. And you still get two points for mile high. I know it's one everybody it, in mile high because of, obviously, the altitude. You still get two points for home. So that would mean Las Vegas has gotten two points better than they were relative to week 10 and they haven't the truth is denver has been downgrading our power ranking since week 10 by one point las vegas has been downgraded along home by two full points so denver is actually a point closer to them so flip the two and half to home that would make las vegas uh plus a half or minus one half point to a pick'em. and now you get the one point on top of that so denver should actually be about a one point favorite we're getting two and a half. I like Denver. To just win the fucking game. Oh, like well, you said, then,
1: Vegas, dude. Hit that sounder, man. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. If you got a dog that that we're predicting to win, fucking hit it. Yeah, I I love it. Like you said, Vegas.
0: Their season was crushed last week. This is another another veteran versus young guy game. Two. They got a lot of veterans in Vegas, including their including their uh, quarterback. You know, I I just don't see them put maximum effort out if it starts to go sideways and denver like you said they got a bunch of young guys they've got to make their name and drew lock has got to be think it's got to be on his mind so yeah i love denver here all right all right moving on the rams the la rams are home dogs of three points versus the circus midgets
1: yep and before i get into it both hit me with that motivation this is win or get in. Either way, both of them, them got to win to get in. Ooh, got it. They got max motivation. Now, the problem is, oh, L.A. Rams, they're going to be wrong with some guy named John Walford. Wolford, And let's not forget they signed Blake Bortles, okay? Blake <laughs> Bortles, he, he's in the building for L.A. Um, and last I heard, Cooper Cup is out. Is that still correct?
0: Let me look up the injury report while you talk okay. about the game.
1: So, I mean – Look, basic bottom line here is I don't expect hardly any points to be scored by the Rams with with their quarterback and wide receiver and running back. By the way, all the running backs are out, Cooper Cup's out, quarterbacks out. I don't expect them to win or to be able to score a lot. Now, on the other side of the ball, you got Kyler who got injured last week at the end of the game. He says he's fine, but we all know circus midgets lie. That's what they do. Um, (laughs) but, But but. (laughs) Even if he's not – even if he's okay to play, we've already seen what happens to him when he is compromised at all. Um, So I don't expect them to score many points either against the L.A. defense. I am actually going to lean heavy lean to the under in this game. I think this is one of those classic first one to ten wins type games. Uh, Now, if I had to do a force lean on the side, give me – I'm always going to fade Coach Bro in scenarios like this. He loves to shit away – uh the season at the end of the season so force lean on the side give me the give me the rams but my my favorite pick and maybe of the week is the under i believe it's around 40 40 and a half seasons, but yeah i i love that
0: the under is currently at 40 and a half yes uh, consensus all right yeah i've never heard of john walford or whatever his name is and cooper cup has the china flu so he will not be participating in the game Uh, here's what I will say if you're right on the Rams which I'm not arguing with you but if you're right on that and they go win that game to get in the playoffs (laughs) I don't know how I don't know how you keep Coach Burrow around I I really don't it'll be hard because you you've seen no progression from Kyler Murray right so I mean I know he started the year kind of on fire but it's it's the same guy he's making the same play he's not getting better he's gotten no better from year one to year two they're about the, about the same player, and the offense isn't getting better, but you, now you've got the best receiver in football, and it's still not getting better. I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. It's, yeah. Maybe maybe he'll uh, fail up again and be the commissioner in the NFL. Fuck, who knows? That's next. <laughs> All right, last game of the week and last game of the night, and it is those goddamn dirty Eagles, and they're hosting the Washington
1: football people, and they are now three-point home dogs. Three-point home dogs, and I don't have it right up here, but we can just spitball this because this is definitely one of those other game-of-the-week type scenarios. Washington, no matter what happens between Dallas and the Giants, earlier in the day, Washington is just flat-out win and get in. And with that line going to minus three for Washington, that tells me that, that the comeback player of the year is going to be uh, taking the snaps for Washington, man. And we've talked a lot about this game during the week, so we can just kind of spitball back and forth here. But I, I don't see any way that Washington loses this game with Alex Smith at quarterback. So you know, go ahead and if you, do you disagree with that, let's start over there. Do you disagree?
0: Oh, I see ways they lose the game for sure with Smith. Uh, yeah. It's not like he's been great. He's just not Dwayne Haskins.
1: Yeah, I, I know his stats aren't great, but they don't they they win like 65-66% of their games when he starts. He
0: he might be and probably should go down as the best game managing quarterback maybe of all fucking time. Of like the all dude just time. keeps your offense on schedule. He doesn't make any killer mistakes or usually doesn't. Not every once in a while. Everybody does, but for the most part I mean the dude just knows how to get around a football field and win a game. It's like a golfer that, you know, is not the best golfer, but you look up and he's fucking shooting even par cuz the dude just knows how to fucking make par. He that's what he is. He's a fucking scratch golfer. not quite good enough to make the tour, but just good enough to just hang around par. That's exactly what Alex Smith is. Okay.
1: Now take that. Now do a golf golf comparison with Hertz.
0: Uh I mean he he's the you know, he's the guy that can hit it a long way. You don't always uh-huh. know where it's going. Right. For sure. But he also has the potential to be fucking Tiger Woods, you know, in moments, right? He's yeah. Alex Smith will never be that's the difference, like Alex Smith can never be Tiger Woods, right? And Jalen Hurts has the ability to do that in spurts,
1: not which for one a career. Which one would you want to have in one game? Oh, Alex Smith one hundred percent. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm not arguing with you. Can I see how they lose? Yeah, I can see how they lose because, you know, they haven't played Hurts yet, and every team that's played Hurts has struggled with him initially. Even the Cowboys did last week, even though they did come back and win for us for, and hit your sounder. Mm-hmm. But initially, they struggled with it because it's just it's a different dynamic. Now, what I will say is this. Washington's defense has got it, – it was already okay. It's gotten so much better Man. over the last – Four weeks. It is insane. They now they're now number two overall DVOA defense, only behind Pittsburgh, even better than New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I mean, this defense and wh- and the difference in watching this team. I mean, the uh, the defense line was always awesome. The difference has been Rivera's finally found the correct combination on using these guys in the secondary. That has been the biggest jump for this defense because earlier they really really struggled if the pass rush didn't get home to hold anybody. You know, under. They're completely expected completion percentage and all that kind of stuff. But now these DBs are actually in proper positions. He's found, you know, the guys' niches where they're supposed to go. And none of them are that talented. But he's just that good of a coach that he can find guys that fit his scheme just right, kind of like a Josh Norman, right, back in the day. And those guys become really good football players for at least as long as he has them. So I think that's been the biggest difference. And that's where Hurts hasn't played at defense like this no he's not put a defense like this so yeah. that's gonna be i think the great equalizer and i think that's why you're right i think washington does win but can i see them losing yeah i can easily see them losing because you know they're the washington football team and that's what they fucking do
1: <laughs> the skins of red go get it for me baby
0: <laughs> all right boys and girls and with that that was all those wins coming in the air tonight baby All right, boys and girls, it's
1: time you've all been waiting for. It. It's time for that NFL free, I said free, pick of the week, baby. All right, and the NFL free pick of the week this week is going to be those New York Fighting Jets. They're getting three points. That's a juicy number against a, a team that is ready to die and go away, the Patriots. So the NFL free pick of the week is the Jets plus three. Now, the money line Parlay of the Week this week is a big boy, and... It actually only has three of the four Sounders that I have this week. So if you want to play around with the Sounders and mix them up in a mix and match into a a parlay, then, you know, be my guest. But the the official five team Moneyline Parlay this week is going to be New York Giants, New York Jets, Carolina Green Bay and the nightcap Washington skins of red. And this bad boy pays 35 to one, baby. Man, that's juicy. Like your sister's ass there,
0: kid. Longhorn. Tell them about that fabulous website. One more
1: time. (laughs) I told you to leave our sisters out of this. We had, we had a truce. All right. All right. You glory hole seekers. That's going to wrap up another award winning episode of the football glory Hole podcast. We thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Y'all come back to the Sports Patio next week, and don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating so we can pay those bills. Hit us up on any of our social medias, and don't forget to subscribe to both our YouTube channels, the Football Glory Hole and the Degenerate with RJ Choppy. We give out free picks on our website, on our podcast, and also on our YouTube Quick Hits so people stop being sports stupid, and use them all. But most importantly, sign up for those premium picks at our website so we may become partners for life and both see us as always in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on the guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun, watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on.
0: God damn it, people never pay a book again. Steven Tyler, take us out, baby!